0: Being in the magazine business, we do love talking to other magazine people. And being in the car magazine business, well, you can guess that we love talking to other car magazine people as well. This week, we talked to one of the ultimate car magazine people, Hot Rod Magazine's Mr. David Freiberger on the Grassroots Motorsports Podcast, Episode 5. welcome everyone once again to the latest edition of the grassroots motorsports and classic motorsports podcast this is the official podcast of grassroots motorsports magazine and classic motorsports magazine my name is jg pastor Jack. i am the art director of grassroots motorsports and classic motorsports magazines
1: and i'm sarah young i'm the copy and design editor for both magazines
0: and this is uh our look behind the scenes of what we do at a at a internationally famous car magazine and and some of the fun conversations we have that uh, don't really make their way into the magazine. It's our our little special peek behind the curtain, if you will. And if you're not familiar with uh, our magazines, Sarah, you can fix that problem, can't you?
1: I can fix it by 20% about. uh, There's a discount for both magazine subscriptions. Um, If you had to classicmotorsports.net slash discount then you can get 20% off um, just by signing up at that website and the same goes for grassroots motorsports at grassroots motorsports.com slash discount
0: excellent and you can use that to subscribe or renew so if you if you like what you're listening to uh, and you're not a subscriber that would be an excellent excellent way to support this uh, all right so who is on the big show today Sarah who we got
1: David Freiberger.
0: David Freiberger, a uh, gentleman that uh, probably needs very little introduction, but uh, we will do it anyway. He is the, well, you, you've probably got his official title Hot written Rod down there. Hot yeah. Manager. <laughs> he, yeah, he's so... basically the guy at Hot Rod Magazine. And of course, Hot Rod is, is an iconic title. Um, and it's really, really fun to talk, to talk to other folks in the business just about sort of where they think this business is and where it's going and and a guy like that you know has has seen amazing things in his time and he's a, you know he's not an old man he's a young man but he's really been there for you know the genesis of the modern car magazine
1: yeah and he also knows where the industry is heading in the future
0: well it, it was interesting that it, and I, I'm not going to spoil too much of the interview but it was it, it's always interesting for us to talk to folks with larger budgets um, and and kind of see some of the stuff that we're doing that that they sort of do on a larger scale and you know we, we have a very small staff but we're a very creative staff and I, I think we, we managed to, to work around our, our limitations pretty well but it's neat seeing the, the fact that we are doing some of the things that they think are going to be successful in to promote our magazine or we're, we're at least trying um, that that they they seem to, to think are going to be the future of the publishing industry.
1: So where were you guys when you were having this interview? Uh,
0: We were at Willow Springs International Raceway, and uh, that's why if you hear any clanging or banging in the background, um, we were actually in sort of a bank room there. We were there to drive the new Dodge Viper uh, SRT, so I think we talked to each other just after lunch and the catering crew was still there breaking down the banquet tables so any any banging or clanging that you hear is um, certainly uh, we tried to avoid that but we are under certain technical limitations and we wanted to, to record the conversation for posterity nonetheless um, so please excuse that
1: it's atmospheric
0: it is alright so uh, without further ado here is our conversation with Mr. David Fryberger Uh, all right, we are sitting down with David Freiberger, uh, who is a guy that I think we determined that we have only met once. Uh, I b- think so. Before, but y- you look familiar to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. I know, mean. oh, So David is the editor of Hot Rod Magazine, obviously you know
2: an iconic brand. Um, actually, minor correction there. I'm no longer the editor of the magazine. Okay, so um, what, what is I just it? recently changed. I'm actually brand director over everything Hot Rod. So all the content that shows up on our video channels, the magazines, we've got. Every titles beyond Hot Rod, the licensing, T V, that's all under me.
0: Very cool. And actually one of the questions I want to get to you about is is sort of how you see our contact, our contact as journalists with our relationship with the readers changing through these various types of media, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. Okay. The, the the thing that I, I like asking people, other industry people, so much, is you know what, what's your favorite car magazine? When you when you look back, and it doesn't necessarily need to be something that exists, but like, is there is there one sort of magazine or one sort of era of a certain magazine
2: that stands out to you as going, yeah, I, that'd be fun. I could do that. Well, the thing that got me started was cartoons. Do you remember that yeah. title? Yeah, and George Trosley and. You know, all of those guys, Dennis Ellison, and you know, I, I don't, must have been nine or ten or something like that. And shortly thereafter, I just started collecting all the magazines and sticking the photos on my wall and everything. I, in the day, like in my teenage days, was probably really more of a car craft guy than a hot ride guy. I like that book a lot. Well, well, now, you're we're about the same age. I'm 43 and you're 40, 46, 46 or seven, okay, 46.
0: So we've, we've had about the same high school experience. In yep. I mean, 68 Camaro meant the exact same thing at my high school that it did at yours, probably. And Carcraft and Hot Rod probably had about the same relationship. I think Hot Rod was
2: more of a lifestyle magazine. Carcraft was more of a hands-on magazine. Was that kind of your um Carcraft was more irreverent and had more fun back then for sure. Hot Rod did the really big picture stuff that was like, wow. But at the time, I was so not into street rods, and Hot Rod covered a lot of that, so that Carcraft really grabbed me more. At the time, although one of the things I really like about Hot Rod now is we can do anything. You know, we cover late models, older hot rods, muscle cars. It's fun.
0: Well, and 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 that's probably been a, a big change for you guys to sell to your readers too. I mean, what's what's it what's it been like for them? I, and probably, if I had to guess, I would say like the five liter Mustang sort of started the modern era of performance. Where oh, for sure, where like cool cars could have fuel injection, and then all of a sudden cool cars have. ABS and cool cars have. Yeah. So, so, what's it been like to try and sell this new era of cars to people? And obviously, I mean, we're here at a, at, a, at a Viper long lead. 600 horsepower sells sells to, to oh, car enthusiasts pretty well. It's amazing.
2: Know? It's, you know, 1,000 horsepower is the new 500, for yeah. sure, in, in our world of modifying stuff and throwing turbos on them. And the power they're making out of these new cars is incredible. Like, the new GT500 in, in particular, it's ludicrous that they sell that car to the the public and our audience is the type of guy where they're building a hobby car that's probably something old but their daily driver or their other hobby car is one of the new muscle cars okay you see that a lot our readership actually has a lot of trucks too trucks yeah. are huge we have more truck readers than four-wheel and off-road just because that's the way the demographics fall out that's very cool yeah.
0: so do you do you think are people's paradigm of what a hot rod is changing? I mean, when I I think of a hot rod, obviously being my age and my experience, you know, a 68 Camaro, a Nova, a
2: Chevelle, that's still sort of the archetypal hot rod. Well, you know, hot rod is one of those terms that's so generic and yet so specific, it means different things to different people. Guys ask me all the time, what is a hot rod? And the, the thing that Robert E. Peterson said in his first editorial column in 1948 was that it's any car that's modified by its owner for performance or appearance. Well, that's pretty, pretty broad. It can include import cars and everything. Then there's other people who call a hot rod just a vintage Ford. It's a Roadster. It's like a 32 or a Model A or something like that. Um, but then John Force calls his funny car a hot rod. <laughs> so, it's a lot. You're right that that thing that's normal for us is the muscle car, and that is changing a lot. People are spending more money on muscle cars than they ever have making them handle, putting them on full Corvette chassis and things like that. And
0: <laughs> And, and and that's sort of the whole pro street movement, which is pro touring. Actually, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, pro street's the drag race one, but <clears throat> pro touring, which which I mean, there's major autocross series, in, you know, in, in Good every part of the country. Yeah. That that, that are that, and not just drawing competitors, but drawing crowds to watch. I mean, it's it's unthinkable to draw crowds to watch an autocross. I know. But they're managing to do it. But it's,
2: when you go to your autocrosses that are more, you know, in that handling world, do you see any muscle car guys? Are they starting to trickle? In? They
0: they are a little bit. Um, I would say it, like like you said, there's a guy that maybe owns a muscle car, but he just went and bought an S197 Mustang, mm-hmm. or he went and bought a Viper, or his wife has a Miata that he's embarrassed to drive, but he brings it out.
2: and Yeah. <coughs> so has, hey, this thing handles great. I'm going to have some fun with it. it. It is interesting to see how the muscle guys are autocrossing more, but they're still not blending with the mainstream yeah. autocross world. They're they're out doing their own thing, and honestly, it's probably. because they get spanked in real competition. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, w- w- was Hot Rod the first magazine you worked for?
2: Well, uh, I freelanced prior to Hot Rod, <laughs> but I did start as a staffer there in 1991. And you, you've had two stints. Uh, <laughs> you were, multiple, yeah. Were, Let's were see, you? I started in 91, then I became the editor of Four Wheel and Off-Road, then Carcraft, then Rod and Custom, um, was editorial director of a bunch of stuff. I left for a year to do a website called CarJunkyTV.com. Okay, that's right. And that tanked and I was really really fortunate that the company allowed me back and so yes this is my second run at Hot Run
0: so you, you've got I mean obviously you've been around this business you know, your whole professional life and I think you've got some good insight on this and and you know my, my uh, late father-in-law who was a, a, a hardcore Chevy enthusiast Except for me, you're you're probably the only name that he knew really? in any car magazine. He, <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying one time, oh, uh, I hear Freiberger's back at Hot Rod. I'll start reading hmm. that again." That's so, cool. So, uh, you know, not to put you too much on the spot, but what do you think you bring personally to a to a magazine? Like, like what what little pieces are you bringing in there that you you enjoy putting in the magazine that people seem to be responding
2: to? Uh, I am lucky that I'm of the last generation to have really known the pioneers in the industry. You know, I knew Robert E. Peterson and Wally Parks and people like that. And so I'm able to bring that perspective into the stuff that we do. I also... Like to think that I spend a whole lot more time on presentation than I used to, and that's a big part of making a magazine digestible to people and making them enjoy it. Is not only what you're covering, but how you make it look in the magazine. You know, I spend a lot of time art directing, essentially. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's.
0: I, I, I envy you guys, you know, being in Southern California, the traffic certainly isn't great, but it, as, as it a, a photographer, it's so much fun coming out here. Yeah. Just, I mean, to shoot a picture of a road sign with a mountain in the background is something that we're just unused to in Florida.
2: You have no mountain? No. Just <laughs> <The> swamps? No. <laughs> we're sick of shooting in the desert. It's all we ever get oh, to look God, at. It, it's it's yeah. so nice.
0: So, you know, obviously you guys have branched out into, into various other forms of media, what uh, is that that a challenge is that an opportunity how do you see
2: it's huge it's changed the face of what we do
0: but it seems like it's so wide open that it's terrifying sometimes because you just don't know which direction
2: to go but it's exciting that way because you're kind of finding your own way a big part of my new job is uh, video production you know we're doing essentially television show quality stuff on YouTube like we do a show called Roadkill once a month which is just an adventure deal oh thank you and uh, we're going to have two more shows coming up for 2014. We're going to do Hot Rod Unlimited, which is a current show, but it's going to stretch to a 22-minute format and be like a TV show. And then we're going to do a garage show as well. And uh, some of our other brands are doing the garage show too. There'll be one for the 4x4 stuff, truck stuff, and import stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you, the,
0: is there a whole separate division devoted to production on those? Or Yeah, how?
2: that's a huge thing in our company, which is Source Center Lake Media, that owns the whole thing. We a company called Mind Over Eye which is really high-end computer graphics Like, they recently finished a Justin Bieber video, they do stuff like that and they also house the whole production company for all of the videos that we do online and it's a big push for us and it's the future and what's really interesting is for the first time since I worked at CarCraft 15 years ago i've got kids walking up to me recognizing me and going are you the guy from hot rod because they've seen it on youtube and then we also do the social media thing in fact today we're going to cross a million users on our facebook page and that's helped bring the age of our audience way down as well and we're using that facebook deal to directly one-to-one grow our website it's pretty incredible. That's pretty cool. So it, it, it's weird. It, it's almost hard
0: to hard to even think of what, what do you consider a reader anymore because there's people out there consuming your product who maybe don't read the magazine but they, they, they get to you through this other venue. Exactly. We don't have
2: readers. We have fans. That's yeah. really what it comes so, down so to. It, is that how you have to measure it these days? For? Uh, well, we still have readers. As a right. matter of fact, we recently got the news that we've Got better uh, subscription renewal rates than any magazine in the industry. Which is, you know, those guys are readers, and those are the hardcore and the old time. What are they, guys? What do you mean? What are they? Let's,
0: let's, let's, let's play some uh, renewal rate uh, poker. Here. What do you? I actually don't know the now? number. Okay. I don't know the number,
2: <laughs> but but it's big. And uh, now you sidetrack me by putting me on the spot. <laughs> No, that's the readership. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. We definitely have an audience of people who are consuming stuff from our brand without ever picking up a magazine. That's, so we 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 have a sub-year
0: magazine, and we we consume your products. And for us, did like, you renew this year? Because I. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, I, actually, my 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 late father-in-law still has his yeah. subscription that my, my mother-in-law pays for and goes to his garage. Yeah. Um. But we, one thing, you know, I'm I'm not going to say we we rip you guys off, but it it's it's nice seeing a good idea maybe that we had that we couldn't quite pull off that you guys do very well once in a while or it, it we, we kind of believe that, that when, when when all the magazines out there are good it's a it's a good culture to, to oh, yeah. be, be in the magazine business and we've
2: had a good relationship with GRM for yeah. a long time Tim's always been super cool with us and yeah. I don't mind promoting you guys and you guys have been nice to me so. yeah
0: and and you know like with our with our $2,000 challenge I mean that mm-hmm. was something that all, you know you guys were a big contributor to the to this success of that by picking it up right away. Yeah, we
2: haven't done anything with it a long time, but yeah, for a couple of years we were on that. Well, I mean, it, but I mean, it it it, it sort of grew the,
0: this thing of its own. Now it's 2014. You know,
2: it just broke the budget level of which I don't care anymore. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's broke now. So,
0: so what do you think the, the the next step is for this industry? Really, I mean, obviously we're continuing to diversify into different forms of
2: media, but is there anything past that's that 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 I mean you uh, know events are going to be huge in the future because yeah. events are very much a web product you make something happen like for example our drag week event and turn that into social media and use that to drive people to your website where you're monetizing eyes and that's enormous that's going to become I think more important than ever that's very cool that, that that's very insightful and
0: that's that's something that we've kind of believed for a while we just hired a new event guy that uh, you know he believes that obviously because yeah,
2: you know people follow the 2000 and 13 yeah. Germans, like crazy yeah. online um,
0: so what are you driving these days
2: oh all sorts of junk you know I I'm legendary for having more cars than actually run and drive I think I've got 19 or 20 right now but uh, the thing I drove up here today is just 98 grand Cherokee oh cool <laughs> you know what the problem is is my commute is so bad <laughs> it's 28 miles and it's always an hour and the record worst ever is two and a half hours you're rotting in traffic and it's not fun to sit in a muscle car with no air conditioning and no radio you know over overheating yeah. and traffic it just it takes the fun out of it
0: is Is—is there anything that you've like in this industry we have to kind of stray away from loyalty a bit because we have to sort of, sort of play every side of the field but we all sort of have our little favorite things is there anything you've had for a while that you kind of still oh, I'm never selling that or
2: oh well, I still have my first car that I got when oh, I was 15 really? it's a 70 Dodge Super B. oh and wow we've done some stuff on video wow. and in the magazine with it a lot of people have yeah. seen that I've got that F-bomb Camaro yeah That's probably a forever keeper. I'm also into four wheeling. I've got a whole bunch of flat fender jeeps, and I've got one jeep in particular that's really built up that I'll never get rid of. And
0: it's actually it's neat how there is so much crossover between autocross guys and four-wheel guys and, you know, even other other sports, you know, any pretty much anything you can put a stopwatch on, it seems like guys in our world really really seem to gravitate to it in and enjoy the, doing it.
2: With the younger fans, I think that the hardcore brand loyalty is going away. And that's bad news for the OEs, but I think it's good news for like Hot Rod, which yeah. is really broad, is that people are interested not only in just multiple brands, but also multiple Types of racing, multiple styles of building cars—it's not as just in a box as it used to be. So,
0: how do you, how do you, if brand loyalty is going away, how do you think we're going to be able to keep enticing younger people into into this hobby? I went to a long lead for the Toyota Corolla recently. And you know it's a Corolla, but it, it was.
2: I, I feel myself getting bored right
0: now. <laughs> no, it, it was it was fascinating, in that I look around and there's 30 people in the room, and maybe four of them were automotive journalists. Hmm. There yeah. were a lot of tech bloggers. There were a lot of mommy bloggers. There were you know just a lot of general lifestyle guys. And Toyota, I think, is realizing that. That you know, obviously the Corolla isn't an, an enthusiast car, so they aren't selling it to enthusiasts. But you know, do, do you think there's still going to be room for for guys getting their hands dirty in in twenty well, years? Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, you worry about stuff like that when connectivity and greeny is more important yeah. than horsepower. But those cars are utilities. There's always going to be like we're sitting here with the Vipers yeah. and the SRTs and
0: well, it was it was so. I mean, twenty minutes ago we were up at the autocross with the CEO of SRT yep. and one. The engineers and basically, you know, the, the, all the brass of SRT, yeah. and they were they were comparing their own autocross times, you know, to, to everybody else's, and and I think that's pretty impressive to and see a bunch of auto journalists won that deal. Uh, the gentleman from Hot Rod Magazine beat <laughs> the, the gentleman from Grassroots Motorsports, but
2: only because you hit cones. only because I hit only because cones. cones.
0: But you know what? A win is a win. So so we will give that one to Source Interlink uh, this time and next time Motorsport Marketing. I'll take the cones. Though. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, David Freiberg, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Um, it it's always fun for me to talk to somebody else in in the industry, and and um, you know we 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 don't really get outside perspectives as much as we we like being in Florida and being away from yeah. the scene so much. Oh, well, that has value really, for sure. Oh no, it, we and and we appreciate that value, but it's yeah. you know it's nice to nice to see what other folks are doing once in a while. So thanks very much. We appreciate cool. it. Thank you. So.
2: Now go wipe me up on the big track. Yeah. You can. Smear Hear me, I'm sure. <laughs> actually, hey, <laughs> uh, before,
0: before we go, uh, actually go, go ahead and plug something. What do you plug something? Where can we Where can we find the works of David Fryerberg? Oh Freiber, yeah, well,
2: the hot thing is Motor Trend Channel YouTube, where all the hot rod shows air. Okay. Uh, so it's youtubecom slash trend We're going to overdub that as motorsports.com. Of course. So yeah, you yeah. Can go ahead and do that. And of course, uh, our Facebook page is Hot Rod Mag, Instagram Hot Rod Magazine, and Hot Rod.com.
0: Cool. Throw Throw us a friend on there, and we will we'll hook you up, David Fryberger. Thank you very much for sitting now with us. Thank you. So that was our chat with David Farberger. Sarah, what, uh, what did you learn? What was the most important thing that you're taking away from that conversation that you're going to use to do your job better now?
1: <laughs> well, the world is changing. Um, trucks are a big demographic. The muscle car guys are coming in. Um, and also, just that the industry—it's more like, it's not just Hot Rod Magazine; it's just one giant hot rod flavored brand. conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah He's—I mean, when,
0: when you say the, the thing that I think of after talking to him is like, he has a really good idea of what the word brand means, and mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that's that's an important lesson for anybody who's building any kind of business these days. I mean, that's definitely the buzzword. All right, uh, that was the show for uh, for this this time period. So, thank you very much for listening in uh, once again. If you are not a subscriber to Grassroots Motorsports or Classic Motorsports Magazine, uh, darn it, sir or madam, we can fix that for for you. Sarah, how how do they go about doing
1: that? Yeah, podcast listeners can head to. Two special websites, one for each magazine, to get 20% off the normal subscription price. That's classicmotorsports.net slash discount and grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount.
0: Excellent. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, I am JG Pastor Jack.
1: And I'm Sarah Young.
0: And we will see you next time.
1: Bye.